This is Bad Religion Podcast, episode 21, for Monday, July 9th, 2007. What's in a name? <laughs> Welcome to the 21st episode of the Bad Religion Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike. As you heard in the introduction, today's theme is, what's in a name? You're probably wondering, what the fuck is in this theme? And well, I would have told you, but you had to be so rude about it. Let's just say, for the purposes of being complete, that today's episode involves playing songs from bootlegs with clever and cheesy nicknames like Losing My Love, Holy Smoke, and Stranger Than Pulp Fiction. When I eventually make it out to do a Warp Tour show this summer, you can make sure that I'm going to give it an equally awesome and completely inappropriate name. Also in today's episode, I have some more information on the new album, New Maps of Hell, which I will get to in the second part of the show, but first, we've got a whole big block of songs to get through. The first song today comes from the Fuck the Government, um, I wonder if they could define what that meant, bootleg, that comes from the album Against the Grain, Operation Rescue. For those of you not familiar, Operation Rescue is a pro-life, i.e. anti-abortion group founded by Randall Terry, so if you ever hear Greg say that name at some live show, you can point out to the person you're standing next to and uh, feel superior. Essentially, they made a stir in late 80s and early 90s with some sit-ins at the 1988 Democratic National Convention in Wichita, Kansas during the so-called Summer of Mercy. Uh, They fractured in the mid-90s and today live on as a small group called Operation Save America. Uh, This song is pretty much a critique of the practices of Operation Rescue. That SOS sent out telepathically, I think, refers to the fact that no one actually called for their presence at these events to stop the abortions. Uh, From there, it descends into sarcasm about how we've all been waiting for this group to right our wrongs and get us into heaven, the place that they are the gatekeepers to. Uh, After that, we're going to slow it down a bit with the track Sanity from the Eat or Die bootleg. I believe this was actually part of a BYO Records split series with no effects, although not entirely positive. Um, I already played this on a previous episode, so I don't need to go into any details about the song, hopefully. Uh, if you're really curious, search through the archives at brpodcast.blogspot.com, uh, searching for Sanity, and you can find the episode that I played this in before. Uh, next up will be another mid-tempo song, Portrait of Authority, from Recipe for Hate. Uh, This one comes from the Radiation Hazard bootleg, presumably dated after the release of uh, Recipe for Hate. And closing out the set will be Tomorrow from the Live and Alive bootleg, a song that originally appeared on Generator. (laughs) 
Operation Rescue, Sanity, Portrait of Authority, and Tomorrow. 
Since it's been so long since the last real podcast, there's a ton of news that I need to get to in this episode. First off, New Maps of Hell comes out tomorrow, July 10th, in North America. The album itself has been leaked for a few weeks now, although personally I've been avoiding the leaks so that I'm not spoiled by the time the album comes out, like what happened with Process of Belief and Empire Strikes First. Uh, if you've been avoiding the leaks for the paranoid reason that the RAAA is out to get you, um, you can check out the album in streaming form at Bad Religion's MySpace page, which I believe is just myspace.com slash badreligion. Of course, the quality is going to be a little lackluster being a stream, so I still recommend you get the album. Uh, on that note, Jay posted some comments a few weeks ago on the Bad Religion page addressing the issue of leaked albums and downloading songs. Uh, the gist of what Jay was saying was that they were only sending out select copies of preview albums to avoid leaks. Uh, this then spawned into a conversation between Jay and many of the regulars of the BRPage.net's comment page about the morality of downloading albums and the impact on the band's sales. Uh, one of the more interesting things to develop from there was a comment by Jay that the process of belief uh, hailed by many critics, uh, although not really myself, uh, to be one of the band's best albums, uh, sold only about a quarter of the copies of Stranger Than Fiction, the band's best-selling record, and also had the uh, very successful hit, Sorrow. Uh, that surprised me a good bit, uh, as it seems uh, since the comeback of Brett that Bad Religion has been steadily gaining in popularity, but it goes to show that either the punk rock explosion of Stranger Than Fiction days was a lot uh, bigger than most of us realize, or that music piracy is having a tangible impact on many bands. I don't want to go off on a whole tangent about my opinions on the subject, but uh, I did think it was interesting to point out. Anyways, I did listen to the early release tracks Heroes and Martyrs, Honest Goodbye, and Requiem for Descent, though. Of the three, Requiem was by far the best, although I can't say I share the same vicious hate that some people on the internet share for Honest Goodbye. We'll have more of my opinions on the songs in the next episode, which I promise won't be four months in the making like this one. Uh, in other news, the band has started doing Warp Tour gigs. Uh, so far, they're playing their usual predictable festival set list with a few new songs thrown in. From the looks of it, those tracks that I just mentioned are going to be the songs that endure from this record. I wouldn't really count on hearing some of the rarer album tracks until the band eventually tours some smaller venues with a longer set, which hopefully will be uh, this fall or early next year in North America. Uh, Brett was also on the uh, Triple J Breakfast radio show in Australia recently, where he confirmed that the band would be coming to Australia this year. Uh, although I wouldn't start planning my vacation now, because the band has kind of promised to tour there before, uh, especially in the years since 1997, when uh, it was the last time that they actually toured there. Uh, but hopefully things will work out for BR's Aussie fans, who've been waiting some 10 years since the band last stopped down there. Uh, various other band members have also been involved in several interviews recently. Uh, most of them retread over the same basic questions are, So you guys aren't writing an album about George Bush again, right? And what's it like being a punk rock band in your 40s? So I won't go into detail about them here. If you're really interested, uh, as always, you can check out all the links on the brpage.net, and you can complain when the interviews don't have enough substance, etc. Uh, also, make sure that you check out the Answer Wiki, located at www.doc-ent.com slash the answer. Uh, if you didn't get that, there will be a link about it on the blog at brpodcast.blogspot.com. Uh, once the wiki gets more filled out and the Bad Religion page gets a new layout this summer, uh, the wiki will be integrated into the Bad Religion page, which I think will be pretty cool and will also help the uh, answer stay updated. The first song up is another one from the Eat or Die bootleg, this one being Individual, a song from Stranger Than Fiction. After that is the title track of The Grey Race from Suffer and Die Bootleg, uh, which I only seem to have seven songs from. I think this might have actually been the last show I downloaded from the old Bad Religion FTP before it went down. 
Now, if anyone happens to have this entire show, please contact me at brpodcast at gmail.com. Anyways, this was a somewhat rare song until they started playing it again during the end of the Process of Belief tour and into the Empire Strikes First tour. To me, the song always sounded like an interesting departure from Bad Religion's style. I think it has to do with the guitars, especially the fact that this is the first song on the first record with a very talented Brian Baker on guitar. Uh, and then after that, keeping with the morbid bootleg names, uh, next up will be from the Hate Yourself bootleg. Um, from that bootleg, I'm going to be playing Win, in my opinion, a pretty good track off of Suffer. And the final song in this set will be the band's not-so-great cover of Rock and Roll from the All Are Yesterday's bootleg. This song obviously also appeared in the Rock and Roll 7-inch, an album which I believe Greg Graffin said he didn't even own himself. So, here are Individuals, The Grey Race, and Rock and Roll.
All right, let's get into the listener interaction part of the show, a section I apologize for neglecting for these past few months. Never fear, though, since uh, today it's back and better than ever, sort of. So for those of you who started listening recently, this is the section of the show where I play impossibly short sections of Bad Religion songs in an effort to trick and frustrate you and make myself look smart and clever the next week when I give the answers out that no one got perfectly. But if you somehow think that you can beat the system, probably by pure guessing, send in your answers to what uh, you think the song clips are to my Gmail account, brpodcast at gmail.com. You can also email me what you think of the show, any contributions like cover songs or some rare clips you might have, or if you want to get a song from me that you think I might have. So now that you know the drill, here are this week's five clips. Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. And number five. Alright, and here are the songs again because you probably didn't get them the first time. Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. And number five. Alright, so send the answers to brpodcast at gmail.com. Before I get into the final section of the show, though, I figure I'll play one of those many interviews that the band has done in recent weeks. This one comes from the radio interview that Brett did in Australia. Uh, here goes. Good morning. You're on Triple J with Miff J and the Doctor, and we are joined with. Legend. I think job description, legend. Hmm. Brett Gerowitz of Bad Religion, Epitaph Records fame. How are you going there, Brett? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Uh, very good. It's very exciting that um, uh, you guys are coming out to... So, well, you've got a new album. And uh, yep. I believe that you're going to be coming out to Australia at some time, sometime soon. Yeah, we are. And uh, I know that it's been uh, long overdue, so I'm glad that the band is finally coming. Hmm. Now, is, is the reason, like, because I know you play a lot of shows uh, in the US and outside of Australia, but is one of the reasons that you uh, maybe don't get to tour as much as people would like with Bad Religion because you're just continually signing new bands to Epitaph Records? Well, yeah, I mean, the reason I don't tour with Bad Religion is because I really have more than a full-time job already. I mean, it's, it's just about all I can do to write and produce a record, you know, every couple of years. And... Uh, Epitaph now has something like 75 employees in the world, and we release about 50 records a year, and I'm the boss. But I'm very, very grateful that my position in the band affords me the ability to you know, do my, my creative stuff and have a creative channel through the band, and, and also uh, do my work at Epitaph, which I also love and is also creative for me, but it's a, kind of a different thing. Well, with, with all that work, I mean, you do, as you say, you've got a full-time job, and you weren't in the band for, uh, for quite a few years there. What prompted you to rejoin Bad Religion? Um, I, I, I just kind of yearned for it, you know, I, I longed for it. Did I, you hear uh, no substance and just think, oh, I've got to get back in the saddle? <laughs> these, these guys need help. Uh-huh. <laughs> No, I, well, I did think that, but I didn't. That didn't make me want to join them up, join up again. If anything, it was the opposite. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, I just I'm a songwriter. You know, I love doing it, and when I don't do it, I, I, you know, wish I was doing it. But uh, so, and Greg is probably uh, my favorite punk singer of all time. You know, so to be able to write songs and have him sing it is the perfect channel for my creativity. You know. And I guess it means that now you've got three guitarists in the band. Can anyone really hear the third one? No. <laughs> <laughs> so why? Not at all. <laughs> so is I it mean, just... as a matter of fact, 
there's no reason for me to be there live other than the, maybe the nostalgia factor or the, for sentimental reasons. Um, I do think maybe I add a little bit um, just by my striking good looks. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, I think I think if any if I add anything, maybe it's only um, the, you know my background vocals because you know that big sound on the Bad Religion background vocals is usually uh, a blend predominantly. Uh, made up of me and Greg. This is one of the trademarks of Bad Religion um, is the uh, the harmonies, um, the three part yeah. harmonies, uh, or even more on the albums. How does it? Um, how do you get that recorded? Like on New Maps of Hell, it's it, the, the harmonies yeah. come thick and fast. The brand new album is it? Does it like all around one microphone with just one headphone up to your ear, like We Are the World? No, no, it's uh, it's one guy on one microphone, and then you know, record, repeat. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we do that over and over. There's probably, uh, the harmonies are anywhere from three to four part harmonies. And each harmony has, uh, anywhere from two to four voices on it. So that's kind of how it's done. So I guess if you have a four part harmony with two voices on each one, that's, that's eight tracks, you know. And, and each one was done individually. Who gets to choose who sings the high parts? Well, we try to sing, uh, whichever part lends itself to our voice like I, I usually go for the high parts and uh, and uh, the mid parts and um, Greg and I have kind of the same range actually so we but we just try to mix it up each note usually has me and Greg on it is, is kind of how we do it God, I'm revealing all these secrets I know there's all these punk bands in Australia who are just writing this stuff down right now and getting to the <laughs> rehearsal studio this afternoon I love and so another episode of the Bad Religion Podcast draws to an end. I'd like to thank everyone for their patience in waiting for me to get out this podcast for some four months now. Remember that if you want to leave feedback, you can do so at the blog, brpodcast.blogspot.com, or by sending me an email at brpodcast.gmail.com. I'm always looking for new suggestions or features to do on the show, and I'm willing to entertain any user-submitted content, like the special feature that Rat Guy did a few episodes ago on songs that Bad Religion has uh, borrowed content from. Anyways, to conclude the show, I'll first start off with a cover song. To fit with the theme What's in a Name, I'm going to pick the band with the best name to play a cover from today's show. This happens to be, um, The Quadratics with Pessimistic Lines. Okay, it's not the best name, but I already played all the Chimpunks Bad Religion songs. Uh, after that, I'll be playing a version of the otherwise not good Empire Strikes First title track, as recently done by the String Quartet. I think I might actually prefer this song to the E-M-P-I-R-E chorus of the actual song. Hopefully now that the string quartet has covered Bad Religion, the pickin' on bluegrass dudes will do so as well. If you're not familiar with their work, here's a little clip of their version of Jennifer Lost the War by The Offspring. And if we're all just soldiers, is it so wrong to be afraid? Jennifer Lost the War. After that, I'll get back into some actual Bad Religion songs. From the Go Bang VHS, I'll be playing probably Jay's best song, Part 3. I think the rendition of this song the band did during the Tested tour was probably their best time playing it, so this version should be pretty good. And to close out the show, I'll be playing an old one from the Holy Smoke bootleg, Damned to be Free. This features some really um, awesome singing from the crowd. Uh, see if you can hear which part is graphing and which part is the crowd. I bet you'll be unpleasantly surprised. Anyways, that's it for this episode. I'll be posting another episode soon with my opinions on new maps of hell, as well as an exciting tally on how I did predicting who wrote what song. I imagine it's going to be hilariously bad. But for now, here are Pessimistic Lines, The Empire Strikes First by the String Quartet, Part 3, and Damn to be Free. See you all next time.
Yeah. 